This Mass today on the memorial of Our Lady of Fatima is offered for the intentions regarding Our Lady of Fatima Novena for all mothers, as well as the Perpetual Mass Association intentions and the yearly Mass Association intentions here at the Blue Army Shrine. Our Blessed Lord is truly the treasure of our hearts. In this manner, he then bids us take refuge in his sacred heart through any kind of trial. When we endure any kind of trial, because he walks through the, that thorn-strewn path in the same way that we do, then actually we can be comforted knowing he remains with us. He remains to stay with us. That's his promise. That's the, one of the Easter messages. I will remain with you always until the end of the age. And there's, there's, there's nothing of any kind of political environment, no economic problems, no military endeavors or upsets of any kind that can upset God's plan of reaching you and bringing you to him. And the purpose of him bringing each of us to himself is to bring us with him in the Holy Spirit to God the Father in heaven. This is the whole thrust of the plan of redemption, to bring us to the Father's house. The manner in which God does it is very strange to our eyes and ears. It's very strange to the apostles at the time, to the Jews, hearing the words, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in me. Oh, that's such a hard saying. Sounds like cannibalism. You know, that's such a, because of that, some people left. It was so strange. It was even strange to think that God could be pointed out to. Oh, there he is right there. there. There he is right there. There's God. That was very strange for the Jewish ear to see, to think that God would be, contain himself in some material way. Uh, even, even in a, a material way, such as in the form of man or a, a person over there that you point out there, there that's God right over there. And that was very That was blasphemous. And, uh, and so... It was very strange for, for uh, people to hear that. Can salvation be that good that all I need to go to for salvation is the someone, the someone who is Jesus Christ in our midst? That's the lesson of Christianity. Yes, it is that good. God is available for us in, on a personal basis, one-on-one, -on -one, heart speaking to heart and, and, and being face-to-face -face with him as well though he is, his glory is actually veiled by way of sharing in our humanity. He veils his glory. But despite the veil, <laughs> it's the real person facing you. This, you know, so the, uh, Jesus doesn't wear a mask, though. He, he is his true self towards us, though veiled in, uh, in, in our presence, and we are in his real presence, uh, and we experience his, his, his real person his real love, his real mercy. In this experience of, uh, of salvation, where salvation is that good, where all I need to do is just go to him. The means of him coming to us is, uh, you know, a lot of people kind of argue with that. You know, so I want, I want to, I appreciate that Jesus comes to me, but I want him to come to me on my own terms and in the manner in which I choose for him to come to me. Uh, rather, God comes to us in the manner he chooses. The manner he chooses us is, first of all, veiled in the weakness uh, or, or imbued in the weakness of, of our humanity. He was hungry. He was thirsty. 
He was uh, everything like us in all things but sin. So he, he was even emotional like us. He was sad. He was actually fearful. In the Garden of Gethsemane, he, was fe- he experienced fear. But his love for his Father's will was an was a overarching umbrella, giving, gi- giving direction to that emotion. Maybe it was a complication of emotions going on there. So he's truly human, but he brought that humanness into subjection to doing his father's will. So he, he had, there was no angst with Jesus in doing his father's will or no angst in knowing what the father's will is. He, so uh, with Jesus, we can be assured that we're in good company, that if we walk with him through any trial, carrying of the cross, the Garden of Gethsemane, uh, or being on the cruci- the, the, the wood of the cross itself, we can be assured that if, if each of us go through some sort of a crucifixion, uh, if you are crucified with God, you have comfort. So to suffer something without God is misery. To suffer something with God is mercy. Have that great comfort that Jesus stays with us. This gospel today, where he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you, whoever remains in me, I will remain in him. And not will we not be together, but you will bear fruit. And fruit that will not just be of a material means, but welling up to eternal life, bearing fruit in heaven, that you will actually see in manifold ways here, even here in this life. But what God does and promises to fulfill your prayers. You say, I want to pray and ask God for good things. He does answer prayers, but the, pr- the prayers are answered always in accordance to uh, uh, ultimately with your life with him in heaven and not necessarily based on your terms on earth. And uh, we have to be patient with God. Uh, we certainly can't pray for anything sinful, but we can pray for good health. That is not even selfish. Good health, so I have strength to serve my neighbor. You can pray for good health. And, uh, and, and, so, and then what's most important? Spiritual health. The health of the soul. And so when we then pro- approach our Lord Jesus in, uh, in the sacrament, particularly the, by the way of the holy sacrifice of the mass, we are actually grafted into his wound. And that's, really, that's where what this gospel is, is, uh, is bringing us. I am the vine, you are the branches. We, in some sense, we're kind of, uh, we're not God, so we're separate from him in kind. But the kind of being we are, we are not divine nature. None of us are, except for the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. But what Jesus does by being made man, he allows his body to be pierced so that what he does for each of us is he brings us into his wound so that we may hide in his wound and actually take shelter under the power of the Most High. And you would think, well, what's powerful about the passion? I mean, isn't, isn't that an, a, an apparent defeat? Yes, it looks like a defeat, but when God engages anything, it's always going to be uh, for the good in defense of the truth. And then anyone involved with God's activity on earth can be promised First of all, they will be protected from the evil one. They will be protected from the snares of the world as well, as well as from one's own brokenness. When we bring our brokenness, each of us have a wound too. Maybe it's a wound caused by ourselves, but first of all, it's a wound caused 
by way of uh, the effect of original sin in our souls. We are born broken. Not depraved, though, as if we're, we're, we're not redeemable. We are redeemable. We, are, we, we can be uh, mended. We can be healed. And, and, but we, we are born into this world for the purpose of being born in heaven. When Jesus dies on the cross, he opens up his side. In fact, he opens up his very sacred heart. His heart is pierced. His heart has a, has a gaping wound in it. And where we are called by way of an act of contrition, saying, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner, the graces of baptism brings us into that graft of our Lord's life, of his body. Through baptism, we then are wrapped around his sacred heart. It's like, in fact, the wound that we carry with ourselves into this world just by being born in it, or a wound that we cause on top of that original sin effects, we, are, we cause ourselves wounds when we do a personal sin. We, we hurt ourselves as well as we hurt other people. We take those hurts into the wound of Jesus, and he does the all-embracing act of love on the cross. How much does God love us? He loves us this much. And then he actually embraces each of us when we come into the wound of his mercy. I am the vine, you are the branches. You don't have any life in me unless you enter into my wound. When we enter into his hurt, into his passion, we then actually gain strength despite anything that the world wants to throw at us with despair. Or we gain, we gain uh, graces despite any temptations from the evil one. <laughs> Let the darts be thrown because I got the faith in Christ to be my protector. And most importantly, I have, I'm grounded in his humility. Without me, without him, I can do nothing. So I'm grounded in that humility. But the overarching virtue of it all is his charity, which then, which then binds me to his sacred heart. It's to where it's, it's not like uh, we could be whisked away or that I can actually struggle away. Uh, I can push, in this life, we can push ourselves away by mortal sin. Yeah, we, we might be that, that branch that could fall away from the main vine and start to die and wither, but he's constantly calling us back to himself. Uh, he's constantly calling us back. And so our, our Lord is saying, you are those branches that are meant to be grafted you, what's happened with a tree, with a branch in the main, is, is there's, a, there's a cut placed into the trunk of the tree. And, and then there is a cut onto the branch as well. Both are cut. Both are wounded. And then the branch is grafted into the main vine. And then there's a tethering to keep it together. What is that tethering? What is that tying? What's that string that keeps together? It is the bond of charity. Jesus then binds us to himself. We're called to always remain with him, in, and that means being in the state of grace, being, in, being in, his, in the arms and embrace of his divine love and enjoying his mercy from day to day. When we are grafted into his wound, we then are, are, are confident that we can, uh, that whenever we experience any kind of uh, upset in society, uh, th that uh, it's calling to remind us there is one thing important, it's going to heaven. How do we go to heaven? By way of his grace. We cannot go to heaven by any material means. We cannot build a ladder with rungs going up and up. 
like what the Tower of Babel represented as his ascending to heaven, nothing of human means or even angelic means can reach the heights of heaven for our, for, for our sanctification and salvation. Uh, only through the means that God gives us can we ascend to heaven. And uh, it, our Lord Jesus, in the most blessed sacrament, binds us to himself in that sacrament of charity. Uh, his face gazes upon us, and, uh, and the reality of it is, is we experience the need to know that there is the reality of spiritual food available for each of us, beyond the material food. Uh, a little story is what I was wondering about is uh, I've heard people say, well, I'm going to wait to baptize my child until he or she's old enough to decide what religion he, he wants to practice. We don't say that with ordinary food. We don't do that. Well, I'm not going to feed my child until he's old enough to decide what's, what's good for him to eat. We don't do that. We, we feed the baby right away without the, them the, even entering into that dialogue or that conversation. There's no dialogue. You're going to eat good and healthy food right away. That's why we baptize babies right away. So then, grace is necessary. Grace is true and real food. The blood of Christ is real food, real drink. The body of Christ is real food, real drink. When we are grafted into his wound, his life-giving sap of his body and blood flows through that branch, through our soul, through our whole person, our body as well. And we, right now, we, that can happen still by way of Spiritual Holy Communion. He can reach you wherever you are, okay? And, and you can be nourished. Maybe we're going through this period of abstinence in, in, in time of a, of a trial, of, of thinking, well, you know, we're not giving, we're not receiving what I want to receive. Uh, that maybe this is a time to emphasize what is most important, the graces given to us through the body of Christ. And, and this is a, a knock on the door of other people's hearts who say, no, I don't need to go to the priests. I don't need to go to the sacraments for God's mercy or, or for his graces for, towards heaven, for his food, for his strength. Uh, I'm going to do it my way. Or, you know, uh, as if it's an easier way or more sure, a way of more, that's more sure. It, this is to emphasize this fasting is emphasizing the need for spiritual food because we already acknowledge the need for material food. Everyone going out to the supermarkets and, and grasping for every, hoarding certain items that the media tells us what to hoard. The Catholic Church for 2,000 years is telling us what to build up on. Graces through private prayer, but especially through the sacraments. Build up what is, matters towards heaven. Store for yourselves treasures in heaven. Don't merely hoard those material things which then dissipate anyway, or maybe have no, no, uh, they may have no quality at all about uh, your spiritual life towards heaven. Uh, so then our Lord Jesus grasps us into himself and he feeds us. And this is a reminder that we do need to attend to the spiritual needs of our children, teach them the Catholic faith in your homes, learn the Catholic faith by way of the uh, practice of giving of our Lord, uh, that reverence from our hearts towards his, heart speaking to heart, learning the catechism, recite scripture in the home, ask our Blessed Mother for her prayers for your family. And then, uh, so at, uh, at this time, I'll then crown our Blessed Mother Mary as uh, Queen of the World, Queen of Our Lady of Fatima.